Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Monica and with me today is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Monica. Hey, listeners. How is everyone today? I'm not quite sure how the listeners are doing. I hope they're all doing well. <laughs> but, me too. But over here in the freezing cold Austria, everything is as it always is. Nice and Cozy and not as warm as I would like it to be. <laughs> Funny enough, that's exactly what I'm thinking here in Florida. There is a bit of a, a cold snap going through and it is actually freezing. It was nine degrees Celsius when we woke up today. That's what she says wearing a sleeveless tank top, listeners. So yeah, I'm wearing it, but I'm freezing my butt off. What's new with you in the geek realm? Any new things that you want to share with us and our listeners today? I have actually been pretty busy in the geek world, not necessarily playing games, but showing up on other podcasts. Tell us everything. Well, the other day I was on Frazzlecast with the wonderful Jonathan Bloom and Michael from Food and Fury podcast. We talked about food and Warcraft <laughs> and podcasting and the Oregon Trail because, well, that's just what we talked about. And an induction walk. I listened to it. <laughs> yeah. And an induction walk. It was really fun. It was streamed live on Twitch, which, well, I found out about that two minutes before we went live on Twitch because <laughs> he asked if I wanted the camera on or off. And I was like, okay. So I just assumed, you know, if I was being offered the choice, it w was just a normal podcast recording. But no, live on Twitch. I was like, <laughs> Got all dressed up and stuff. <laughs> well, I brushed my hair. <laughs> That's a start for us people working at home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also on Nerd This podcast talking all about the latest Fantastic Beasts movie. So in our few episodes of Geek Herring ago, we talked about Johnny Depp being cast as Gellert Grindelwald, but I hadn't actually seen the film by then. So now I have. And if you want to hear all about what I actually thought about it, go listen to that one. It's really good. I listened to it today. So go check that out, the five dudes over at Nerd This and yeah. Frazzle from Frazzlecast. We can actually leave the links in the show notes, can we not? Yes. Sure we can. Yeah. It was only three of the guys though, plus our good friend Birta was on it as well. All the awesome Potterheads around the world. I love it. Lastly, I was on Whispers of War with Syl, who you may remember from our Warcraft episode few weeks ago. So I was on her show talking all about the Warcraft community and how freaking awesome it is. So it hasn't been released at time of our recording of this episode, but it should be released sometime soon. We just edit when it's released into the show notes as well. Definitely check out those podcasts if anyone's interested. You have been really hardcore busy woman. <laughs> I know, I've recorded a crazy amount of podcasts in a week. It's, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> But it's awesome chatting with everyone yeah. about stuff that you love. 
I agree. And what about you, Monica? What geeky things have you been up to? I progressed in my Robin Hood marathon. So I'm down the first three trilogies and I'm now in the Rainwild Chronicles. So there are like seven books to go or something, according to my calculation. Your but, source, aka me. <laughs> yeah, your source. But I wasn't sure. It's a bit confusing in the end. There's a trilogy that's not directly involved with the main character storyline, but it's in the same world. Confusing. Again, it starts out with a lot of people that I don't know yet. So I'm like, why again another bunch of people? But I will get into it because she's awesome. So You will get there. I had the same same thing. I was like, well, um, is this definitely the next one? And I checked a few times and yes, it is. And yes, yeah. it's good. I have no doubt that it's going to be good. But yeah, a lot of people you have to remember and a lot of names. So that's the, I think that's probably the geekiest thing that I'm doing. I mean, I'm enjoying my new phone with all the emojis that I have. I'm not sure if that's really geeky, but that's just a tad crazy. <laughs> it's pretty geeky, yeah. especially since you're using them for your, your business. And that's really cool. So this week on Geek Caring, it's our Geek Girl in the News, November 2018 edition. Yes. Like we're getting so pro at this just because it's the second edition already. <laughs> I know. Once a month, and it should be the first Friday of the month. It'll be all about those geek girls in the news. And we found quite some awesome articles, I must say. I was enjoying them, reading through them. I know, geek girls are so awesome. Well, the first kind of pretty historic thing that happened in November is all about the American midterm elections. I'm sure for a lot of our listeners, You've heard about this over and over and over again. For others, maybe this is news, but no matter what it is, it's awesome. The election saw so many diverse and, and wonderful groups and people being elected into Congress and government all across the states, including the very first two Muslim women elected. Whoop, whoop. Woo, woo. The very first two Native American women, which is really, really awesome since, you know, they were the first ones in the country, and now they can finally <laughs> have a proper say. Even cooler is that one of the Native American women is LGBTQ. Nice. So, Two of the youngest women ever have been elected, both 29, which is so crazy to be involved in politics at an age that's younger than me and Monica. I think that's amazing. Yeah, but then our chancellor is younger than I am. But that's so cool. No, not in that particular case, not. Well, but basically, he's really young. There was the very first openly gay man elected, and he's also a dad. Aww. First two Latina congresswomen ever were elected in Texas, which Texas is a pretty conservative state, so hiring outside the main demographic is really awesome. Mm -hmm. Minnesota elected its very first lesbian congresswoman, and she is also a mother, so that's like taking two huge boxes for Minnesota. Tennessee elected their first woman into Congress, and Connecticut elected their first black woman to Congress. And lots of Maine and South Dakota both elected their first woman as governor, and Arizona elected their very first bisexual woman to Congress. So lots of firsts, lots of females, lots of LGBTQ awareness, and I think it's only going to go up from here. Well done, America. Well done for taking a stance at some point. Now we just need to get you sorted on your guns. <laughs> on your guns and maybe on the current president. But well, easy to say when you're not in America. 
I know, I know. I am in America right now, so I have a say. <laughs> <laughs> you just cannot vote. Yeah. <laughs> When you said a lot of firsts, it kind of also struck me a bit melancholic, so just a bit sad because it's sad that women being in positions has to be a first in 2018, but hell, yes, it happened. I know, it's like it's 2018 and this is the first time that there、yeah. is a woman as your governor. What? It gets thin up there. It does. And then you've got some female politicians giving us a bit of a bad name. Looking at you, Theresa May. Yes. So we have issues. There's quite a few scary things going on in our politics. You just need to listen or watch JK Rowling's Twitter feed. And you'll be well informed. <laughs> so, JK Rowling just tweeted not too long before we started this show, and she said, I swear to God, I'm not trying to bang on about Brexit, but for fuck's sake, every time I come out of my writing room and look at the news, some more dumbassery has been committed. The whole point of democracy is the freedom to change your opinion when the circumstances change. So, I actually think that, you know, JK is a great source for news because <laughs> she's a writer, she's pretty vocal. And I'm with her on, I think, everything that she's ever tweeted in regards to the current world stage. So I just love it that she takes a stance. So,、mm-hmm. that she, because a lot of people are too scared to be vocal about it, because it's so easy to try and be nice to everyone, but sometimes it's necessary to stand up for what you believe. And if people in public positions do that, then it's just awesome. Just because you see that you are not alone with your views and the world is not going to shits. <laughs> exactly. Like when there's these loud, famous people caring and getting angry, it's great because it does encourage you to get involved as well. Yeah. And also, I love a good piece of swearing. Who <laughs>、oh, doesn't? <laughs> Makes me totally connect with everyone. So, moving on, we have an article called Facebook Help Launch a Documentary Series to Inspire Girls to Create Games. How awesome is that? Super awesome. Go Facebook and go girl gamers. Go Facebook. I mean, how often can we actually say that? Go Facebook. Yeah, it's pretty rare. <laughs> I mean, don't misunderstand me. I love Facebook. <laughs> and but they do some questionable things. They do some questionable things, but this is definitely not one of them. Facebook launched its Women in Gaming initiative in February already. They wanted to give women in the video game industry a place to connect and share their stories. I mean, how cool is this? By the time this show is aired, you will also have listened to our interview with Karina. She basically said the same <laughs> that women need more places that they can go where they can get more information about everything that they're doing in the geek space. And so, Facebook. Basically, just heard our interview in February already, <laughs> and they just said. So, they created this documentary. It's a series of seven videos, and it's called Girls Level Up. And, I've, listeners, I'm telling you this watch it after you finished our episode because you will fall down a black hole of awesome videos. <laughs> Because it's just hilarious how they did that. So, you can go in there, and women who are interested in whatever you need to know to become a girl that creates games. So, it could be every profession in that realm in general. They ask questions, and some profesh women out there answer them. And there are a lot of collaboratives on this stuff, like from Double Fine Productions and from PlayStation. Media Molecule, Naughty Dogs, and Pixel Opus. And there were women involved 
and gather your bearings people <laughs> they worked on stuff like journey which i find really cute then little big planet uncharted 4 and i love the uncharted series yeah i've watched a quick video about that woman that worked on uncharted as a level she designed levels she said what she does and how she thinks about how she can set up the level for people to feel small and the pressure in the beginning and then have a triumph in the end of the level so she described a bit how she does that with how the level looks like with low ceilings and stuff like this it was really awesome and yeah there are seven videos out there and if you follow that you can also use their hashtag hashtag girls talk games which you basically should. And I think we should use it as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We'll definitely get involved with that conversation. Yeah. And it's really awesome if you want to find out more about how you can basically start as a woman in the creative field of creating video games, then you should totally check that documentary out or that seven videos that are out there. I know what I'm doing after the show. <laughs> I know. They've made it really a bit gamey where they have this sound and the pixel stuff hopping around. It's really cool. Cool. A bit pink for my taste, but really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like pink, so it's okay. Yeah. And one can be a girl and love pink and one can be a girl and hate pink. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Do you know anyone that works in the gaming industry? Well, there is Karina from Koi Compositions. She does the video game music compositions and mostly I know people um, like I know a few people that work or have worked for Blizzard in Mm -hmm. their customer service department so it's involved with the video games but it's not necessarily like creating them Mm -hmm. and I have a Twitter friend who recently got a gig as a as their Snapchat and Instagram communicator for um, an esports company nice so yeah I know a few involved just not necessarily in the creation process but that's still a part of the game. It's 100%, yeah. Pretty I keep awesome. Seeing, seeing jobs to write for video games, and I'm like, I should really apply for that. And then I get nervous and I never do. So maybe one day. But when you're not apply, you don't know. Exactly. The only people that we know know, as in not know, is, for example, Sam Max is a writer or was a writer for Spider Man 4. True. That's woman being also right there. And Christy Golden for Blizzard. Mm-hmm. She has written the accompanying novels for years. And now she's been hired as part of the writing team to take over for Mike Morheim, who was the lead writer for years. And now she's taking on that role, which is awesome because I love her writing. And would you say with your geek hearing head on, what do you say? Did it change the story of the game? Um, it hasn't changed the story of the game, but I do actually think that her writing is super capturing. I feel more connected to her characters than I have for most of the other ones. Basically, I just feel like she gives a bit more depth and just a bit more, I don't know, I I do feel so much more connected to her characters than than I have in the past. I don't know, you know, specifically what it is, whether she gives them more depth, whether she just writes them better. I don't don't know exactly what it is, but I I do feel the difference and I'm thankful for it. Not that I like I didn't enjoy the game or the characters previously. I just think Chris does a great job. It's just sometimes interesting to see that it does make a change. Like it, there is a difference. And I mean, it's not because, and I don't say that specifically because she's a woman and I think she writes better or worse, but that different kinds of writing styles have different effects on people. So it could be that someone just addresses whatever you need in the writing more 
then someone else could be a man and a woman. Basically, we just need the variety. You should also follow her on Twitter because she's hilarious. She's one of my favorite people to follow. I love it when there is so much engagement with the crowd and with the fan base. Sure, definitely. Me too. So we hop on over directly to our next thing, to our next geek girl in the news. And the article is called First Ever All-Female Antarctic Expedition Busts Women's Endurance Myth. Like Mythbuster. <laughs> Bust that myth. Um, have you? Do you know anybody that's ever been to Antarctica? Oh hell no! <laughs> oh no, I do. Oh no, I mean no, as in personally no, obviously not. But we had this competition between Germany and Austria. So they sent like sports people of Austria and sports people of Germany on an Antarctica ex- expedition. And like one was Hermann Meyer, like this year when I was really young. And I think they were a team of three or four. And they had a woman with them also. And they did that against the German team. But I have no idea how that ended. But basically, yes, I know someone who's been there. But I don't know them as a person. Do Um, you know someone? Yes, actually, I do. And I'm like, yay, I have a story. Uh, So way back in 2005... I connected to this guy called Jason Shim. He went to my university and we connected on LiveJournal. So totally geeky. But he was going on an Antarctic expedition and asked if anybody wanted postcards. And I was like, hell yeah, Jason Shim, I want a postcard from Antarctica. And I got one. <laughs> And he used to like come into the restaurant that I worked at and I was like, hey, how was Antarctica? And it was really cool. Nice. Yeah. That's really awesome. And- it, it was really awesome because um, back then, even now, not that many people go, but back then even fewer people went, you know? Yeah. So it was really, really cool. And actually one of the people that Monica and I know with, know um, through our, our online businesses, she's actually planning a trip to Antarctica sometime in a few weeks, a few months. Um, she's going on an expedition with a, a, a company she's working for. So that's pretty cool. You mean Nicole? I do mean Nicole. For the people who want to know more about this in general, there is a company that organizes cruises to the Antarctica and Seven and Seven, the Digital Nomad Conference, that wants to be on every continent in the next seven years. So they've been already in three continents now. Um, And the last one will be Antarctica. And the friend that we know who is going to Antarctica is working for the company who does the cruises there. Oh, cool. And so... That's who she's working for. It's pretty awesome. So this article that we found, it says uh, it's all about the women who trekked across Antarctica and the first ever all-female expedition that broke more than gender norms. They also busted the gender myth that when it comes to extreme endurance exercise, women are weaker than men. They busted, they busted that myth. the myth that women are weaker <laughs> than men. I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> um, so yeah, they busted the myth that women are weaker than men in extreme endurance exercise. Previously, people thought that a lot of stress on the body influences women's body more negatively than it does with men, like with a lot of physical uh, activity. But this expedition told us otherwise. So for over a thousand miles, these women pulled 170 pound sledges behind them into 60 miles per hour winds and temperatures as low as minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Like what? That is so cold. So they measured their metabolic, hormonal, and 
bone health, and it was largely unaffected by this crazy expedition. And the ones that did have any change, they went back to normal pretty pretty quickly after the trip ended. So we are not as weak as people think we are. No way. Not that I would ever be able to do that, but <laughs> but women can but if women they want can. to. Yes. They said in the article that they did a lot of training beforehand, so that prevented a lot of these issues that they thought would occur. So you can prepare yourself for stuff like this if you want it. I mean, I don't want it, but <laughs> if I wanted it, I could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that's pretty cool. I would like to go to Antarctica. I just don't know if I would like to cross it. Yeah, but then what do you do? You just talk on there and then sit and then? You just have a, a powwow. Aww. Sing Kumbaya around a campfire. <laughs> Kumbaya, my lord. Cool. Okay, we stop the singing now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome because a lot of the times people um, use it as an argument also in sports that that's the reason why they can't pay women enough or the same amount of money because they're weaker because they don't get the same results. Yeah, or it's not going to be as entertaining for people watching because they're going to give up quicker. And I don't think that women are going to give up quicker. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's pretty brutal in women's football. Mm-hmm. Like they don't fall as often as the men. It might not be as quick, but it basically is lethal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I compare this to skiing, for example, because that's an Austrian sport and people do that or did that or and I did that when I was smaller. And we watched a lot of skiing when I was younger. I don't see why people would watch the women less often than the men because they go down the hill almost at the same speed. Their, their trails are kind of the same. Like they're not way different than the trails from the men. So I'm like... Why should the one be more entertaining than the other? And why should the ones get more paid than the other? So basically, we have the power in us. That's what this article is telling us. And the scientific backing now. <laughs> Speaking of science, our next article says, Enough is enough. Science, too, has a problem with harassment. Damn. Damn. Just when you think that geekdom and, and science and mathematics that they're the places that we can go and and avoid discrimination and harassment like just when you think that that could happen turns out it's never been the case so we're talking through there too yes yep women sorry you're gonna be harassed no matter where you go to be safe so this article talks to the director of the national science foundation who is a woman and she's called france cordova and she is tired of learning that male scientists whose research she supports with her public money have sexually harassed their female students, staff, and colleagues. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> what? What? So we're going to be getting some scientists on in some future interview episodes, and we're going to hear some firsthand reports of what it's actually like on the ground for them. But she's yeah. taking a stand. You know, France Cordova, she is saying that if your scientific program is funded... It has been given a grant from the National Science Foundation. And we hear of any harassment going on, you're going to lose your funds. Hell yeah. And yeah, so, so you should. So they yeah. should. Yep. The article says, actually, this move may seem like a no-brainer, but it may be the most consequential action any of the nation's science agencies have 
ever taken to hold academic institutions explicitly accountable for sexual harassment. Are you like the fact that it's 2018 and this is the biggest stance that science has ever taken against harassment is crazy. There hasn't been anything like this before. People just could have kept their money if something like this came out. Yep. France said in the article that she, along with so many students through the years, growing up in science and, and doing their education, like if anything was ever said to them sexually or, you know, just any of those unwanted comments that they would basically just put their heads down and get on with their work. I'm a bit speechless. That doesn't happen very often. No. So the new National Science Foundation's sexual harassment policy, it's put in place by France Cordova, who controls a $5 billion research budget. And it captures the bittersweet nature of the Me Too movement for many scientists. So great job to France for taking a stand to end gender inequality and sexual harassment in science across the country. And hopefully this will be reflected all across the world as well. I really love seeing all the different places that you can actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just you think that, yes, the final job is the politician's job, but it's not. It's no. our job to speak up and do things against it. It doesn't always have to be this loud and this aggressive voice that if you don't do this, then we're going to hit you with a stick. <laughs> or, I mean, I couldn't think of anything better, but you get the gist. And money influences people. So where the money goes, the power goes sometimes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So and $5 billion isn't something to uh, shake a stick at, as you say, Monica. <laughs> Especially when the money will be taken away from you if you shake your stick at someone without consent. So moving on from awesome women who speak up, we might not have a high quality article content wise, as in high quality scientific article content, but it was awesome nonetheless. I came across an article from Neta Portier. Is that French? Isn't it French? I'm not sure. It's a clothing website. And one would think that, why do you actually cite stuff from a clothing thing? All about fashion. It was called Screen Queens with Ellen Pompeo, Emma Roberts, Gina Rodriguez, and Gabrielle Union. Like a few of these names will sound familiar. And if they don't, I'm going to tell you who those people are. So <laughs> Ellen Pompeo is... Obviously, I mean, that's maybe the reason why I added this to our list today. Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and as we all heard, I have a bit of an issue with that. Positive issue. Um, <laughs> She's in love with it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, basically. Since 14 years, 15 years. Jesus, that's a long time. A lot of obsession going on. <sighs> So, okay, Ellen Pompeo is Meredith Grey. Um, Emma Roberts is Madison Montgomery in the American Horror Story. And so many other and shows and things. She's pretty awesome and badass and outspoken and cute. And she is, isn't she like the niece of Julia Roberts? Something like that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't Related know that. to Julia Roberts somehow, I think. Cool. Gina Rodriguez, a lot of the listeners will know her as Jane the Virgin in Jane the Virgin. It's such a good show. And Gabrielle Union. She was Chastity Church in the movie 10 Things I Hate About You. And she was Pauletta Mary Jane Paul Patterson in Being Mary Jane, which is also a series or was a series 
somewhere on television but that didn't cross the pond over to me really so i only know her from 10 things i hate about you ellen pompeo and emma roberts gina rodriguez and gabrielle union talked about women in television as you probably heard when you haven't been sleeping under a rock is that <laughs> meredith gray and ellen pompeo in that case has been in the news for being the woman with the highest payroll in a television show just very recently and she really tried to stand up for that and trying to get the money that she thinks she's worth and that she most definitely is worth and in this conversation that these four women had they also covered the issues of gina rodriguez who is a latina and gabrielle union who's a woman of color they sat together these four awesome women and had a really amazing talk about their experiences how they deal with the issues that they're dealing with in their industry it was an amazing chat they discussed if it's really possible to put a price on their commercial success ellen pompeo was talking about how she had an, a real number how she knew how much money uh, gray's anatomy brought in so that was the thing that she could argue with so she knew this show is making three point whatever billion in that amount of time so i am the face i am the voice i am the one who's putting it out there my name is on there i'm the main actress that's why she even dared to go that far and ask for that amount of money it was really interesting to see how difficult it is for latina women and women of color to be accepted in the, in the industry and to get paid the same amount of money compared to their um, Caucasian colleagues. That's often because of the fact that they're always treated as if they have to be grateful for even being there. And that's why it's so difficult for them to step up and ask for more money as well. And they had this really awesome discussion where pretty close to the end, Ellen Pompeo publicly calls the set out of not having enough black women at the set. So they did a photo shoot before they did this clip that they were filming. And she was sitting there and she said, she wants her world to be represented at work there as she sees it in reality. And they don't have enough people of color in their staff. And she wants it to be seen all throughout not just the cover face of one woman or one person and everything else is just white so it is the responsibility of us caucasian white people to speak up about this because the people whose problem it is they don't have the power and they don't have the voice to speak up for that because they're uh, the minority in that case so it's, it's our responsibility to speak up for that and you should really watch that video it's really awesome the the thing that struck me with that article was that both gabrielle union and gina rodriguez said that they probably would never have said anything because they are in that mindset that they have to be grateful to be there at all like that really struck me from this article just it's such a Like, they are such talented actresses in their own right, you know? And the fact that they should just be grateful to be there, how rude is that? No, you deserve to be there. You're freaking amazing. You deserve to be paid just as well as any other white person or any other person, regardless of their, their race. Just the fact that these famous actresses are in that mindset, it's like, wow, what hope does anybody else have when famous people still have that mindset? Yeah. That's what they said they always have to fight against with themselves, especially because mm. 
they can't take the stage. They don't dare to take the stage yet in that regard, as in publicly calling out an entire company where they take pictures of you at the moment where you stand up and say, hey, this is not okay that you don't have women of color here, or this is not okay that you don't have enough Latino people here. That takes some lady balls. For sure. Um, I think that, you know, raising awareness of this and, and talking about the lack of diversity across Hollywood is, is really important to do. And mm-hmm. bravo to these wonderful ladies to, that, that are starting this and that they are talking about it. You know, and it's not just a money thing, it's a representation thing. It's interesting if you want to find out more about the issue that women and women of color and Latina women have in Hollywood and in regards to their payment as well. Mm-hmm. Watch the video too. It's 25 minutes and it's awesome. So if we have any women of color or actresses or anybody that wants to come on the show and, and talk to us about some of these issues, we would love that. So in all geeky realms. Yeah. You don't have to be an actress, you can be everything. So we're going to move on to our next article called Uncharted Power Founder Jessica O. Matthews on building the anti-Silicon Valley energy startup. So yay for more women in STEM. Oh, hell yeah. She, apparently she used to tell people that she was the perfect mashup between Bill Nye, the science guy, and Beyonce. So <laughs> I love her. <laughs> It's awesome. In another article, she said she called herself a real life Shuri. <laughs> like that woman is most definitely a geek. <laughs> yeah. Jessica O. Matthews, would you like to come on Geek Herring? <laughs> <laughs> we will gladly have you here. <laughs> oh, yes. So while Matthews was a junior in college, so that is um, the, your second year of college. How old are they then when you go to college? 18. So this is like when you're 19, 20. Wow. So when Matthews was a junior in college, 19 years old, 20-ish, she co-created the Socket, a soccer ball that could take the kinetic energy created from being kicked at people. No, not at people. They take the energy from the soccer ball being kicked around and transform it into a renewable and portable energy source. How awesome is that? When Monica told me that she found this article, I was I couldn't even wrap my head around it. I was like, <laughs> possible how is kicking a ball around creating energy this is amazing i mean the only thing that i remember from my physics classes that energy creates energy true and now energy is literally creating light like soccer is creating light it's amazing especially beneficial to people who are living in light poverty so they have no electricity or frequent power outages and being able to just kick around a ball to make your electricity and turn the lights on is pretty cool like hey mom gonna go out and play a couple games of soccer with the lads and um, (laughs) you're not gonna mind because i'm actually gonna make the lights for the rest of the day that's pretty cool it's really cool (laughs) she basically founded the company uncharted power when she was 22 then (laughs) like 22 i have no idea when i when i was 22 definitely not creating a soccer ball that produces light but (laughs) (laughs) She started to do this because she's also from Nigeria, so she knew how the issues were uh, when you don't have an awesome energy infrastructure. That means that now what she created with the socket, she now knows that she created a technology that she now has to create into something bigger to work on the renewable energy issue. And that's how they're going to save the world with power. (laughs) 
yeah well basically most people like soccer so and it's one of the most played sports in the entire world so it makes sense to try to connect that to energy and yeah um figuring out how to make it with manufacturers and ngos and achieve her mission yeah and how to create more things along those lines when it's possible to create an energy source by kicking a football then there must be a way to make something bigger out of this that works in the same way so basically that's what they're also working on right now sure it really opens up so many possibilities like soon will we be able to make energy by lifting a bottle of beer to our lips i am not sure <laughs> if that's the the best thing we want to in- enforce but sure It's just the start, though. What else can we do? Like, how big can this go? You have to imagine this awesome woman, Jessica O. Matthews. She's not only a woman who's really young, 22, creating her own company, man. But she's also a woman of color. And what she says is, and she quotes the show Scandal. I mean, this woman is amazing. We have to have her on the show. Yeah. She says, you have to work twice as much to get half as far when you're a woman of color in that field. So basically, she's just a freaking badass. Yeah, amazing. It's pretty awesome. And you have an awesome addition to our show this week as well. Yes, last but not least, Michael Height from the Food and Fury podcast wrote in and asked if we would cover the article about Google removing gendered pronouns from Gmail's Smart Compose to avoid artificial intelligence bias. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty cool, actually. I'm sure we've all used Gmail and we've all seen how it's auto-completing sentences now for us. Like it's not just autocorrect. No, it's auto-completing. Yeah. Uh, the first few times that happened to me, I was like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> how did you know I wanted to say that? Are you <laughs> in your brain? <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. So this article, it actually gives this example and about how this even came to be because somebody um this man called lambert was writing an email to to somebody else about an investor to his project and google tried to autocomplete it being like would you like to create a meeting with him Mm -hmm. you know assuming that the investor was male because obviously investors are only male right Mm -hmm. but no this investor is female this person giving so much money is female and google got it wrong So to totally alleviate this problem and never come across this crazy gender bias ever again, they're removing gendered pronouns. So now it's all going to be like they and them and, you know, just just getting rid of it. I have to try that out later if that really works. But we know that there are issues with EIs and some really questionable things happening at some point so i really like that they just got rid of the problem in general exactly it's solving a problem that most people probably didn't even know existed before it became a problem i wonder how many will riot that the thing doesn't even know what who we're talking to <laughs> i mean there will always be dumb heads out there sure but i think this is a great step and i think it it's is. fantastic that google is is making this proactive step to avoid that gender bias it's so interesting for me because it seems like such a simple answer to the question but that's because 
it's easier in the English language to do that. Mm-hmm. Sure, you, because German and French and Italian, they all have gendered nouns and yeah. anyways. So yeah. definitely the most confusing part of learning a language. This is always an issue with the German language or in general with the language and gender and the German language. And I think I've talked about this already in, a, in another episode that because of that, there is a lot of stuff going on because obviously the general society has no interest in using gendered pronouns when they're talking or mm-hmm. when they write newspaper articles. Probably the biggest newspaper in the country still doesn't use gender-neutral language and only the more liberal ones, they try and use gender-neutral terms when they write their articles. So that's pretty sad that you have so much power and don't see the benefit of addressing everyone. But people just think that it doesn't matter. And just today, I have watched a quick video. I found one on, on Facebook about a woman that does a TED talk and she explains that in different languages, different words have a different gender. So for example, bridge is female in German and male in, I think, Spanish. I think I'm not sure, 100% sure. But the essence of what she said was when she, they asked people to describe the bridge, then the German-speaking people tended to use more words like the bridge is beautiful and the bridge is soft is a stupid word. They didn't say that, but... <laughs> That's a really silly word for a bridge. I would not want to cross the a bridge. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I feel like I would end up in the water or the traffic or whatever the purpose of that bridge is. As soon as I hit the middle, it's like, I'm soft. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what I tried to say was that they use more words that you would also use to describe something that is female, where the Spanish-speaking people said that she is triumphant and big and long and stuff like this, all words that they... And and hard. And hard and not soft. (laughs) Man, I've lost it there. But yeah, basically... Language makes a difference in how you perceive the world. That's what I'm trying to say, people. Even though the bridge is soft and hard at the same time. (laughs) Sounds like a problem for Pavlov. (laughs) (laughs) No, you mean Schrödinger. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Pavlov is the bell. (laughs) Pavlov is the bell and the dog. Yeah. Schrödinger's bridge. (laughs) is she soft or is she hard or is she both at the same time you'll never know until you get to the middle (laughs) i love this scientific part of the show (laughs) it's the best this is why monica and i are both qualified scientists (laughs) i love it and then why we're not both qualified scientists geek hearing explains this should be a new clip Anyway. Um, but anyways, like I actually think that avoiding this this gender bias for the AI on Google, it's not only good for that, like it's also fantastic for anybody who is non-binary or who doesn't yeah. identify with their gender, like they're transgender or asexual or they do not identify with the gender pronouns that they might have grown up with or they might have in the mm-hmm. past. And mm-hmm. by Google taking that away from this technology it's just saying like we recognize you 
yeah. we, we accept and appreciate the struggles that you're going through and we don't want to make our new program make you feel any more or less excluded. I really love that they took a stance really quickly as mm -hmm. soon as it came up because sometimes these companies tend to shove it aside until you really cannot shove it aside anymore. Yeah. So basically the start of technology companies taking initiative, maybe. Hopefully. Big question mark. Let's see what the future brings. But I'm I'm feeling pretty hopeful and I think it's a, a, a great step in the right direction. And thank you so much to Michael for bringing it to our attention. Thanks, Michael. Awesome. So cool. that's basically our Geek Girls in the News for November. I think we had a lot of awesome articles this week. Yeah, I think so too. And as always, if there's any articles that you come across in any of the coming months, please send them through to us. Um, you can email or contact us on social media and send them through. We would love to know what you want us to talk about. Yes, we want to know everything. Wahaha. Wahaha. And we have another new iTunes review. So this is our third review, and that's awesome. You could join the awesome ranks by giving us an iTunes review, and we will read it out on the show. This one comes from Jonathan Bloom himself. This is why podcasting is powerful. Podcasting is a powerful medium. This show is why. I don't know everything, and I love listening to podcasts that make me think. Podcasts that help me see things differently, evaluate my perspectives, and show me ways I can improve my thinking. Keep rocking the show. Ah, uh, Thank you, Jonathan. That's thank exactly you, Jonathan. what we want to be doing with the show, helping people think and come to informed decisions and just be more aware of the issues that are facing geek girls. Yes. And Jonathan is also one of the awesome people who already bought a shirt from our merch shop that you can yeah. find online at geekcarrying.com. And when you're super quick, you can probably get one of our limited edition shirts. That was so much excitement. <laughs> so much excitement. It will still be available until Christmas. So buy yourself an awesome Christmas present and show everybody that you're geeky by nature. Yeah, buy them for yourself and your dad and your mom and your kids and your dog. Show everyone you're geeky by nature. Especially your dog. Definitely. And send us pictures. Awesome. So, as always, thank you so much for joining us. And you can find us at Geek Herring on social media at geekherring.com and over on Patreon at Geek Herring. See ya. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.